What is up guys? Welcome to episode 38 of the Triage Method podcast. I hope you've all been keeping up with the podcast. This week we're going to be talking a little bit about the all-consuming fitness lifestyle that so many people live. But before we get stuck into that, Paddy Farrell, how are you? I am absolutely fantastic, Gary. Um, it's been a busy week. We've got so many views on our website that it crashed. Um, sure look. That was a bit of a headache, but look, can't complain. It's all sorted now. No issues. Um, how was how's placement this week? It's good. Last week of placement upcoming and then back to college and just fucking doing the thing. That's it. Yeah. As long, as long as you uh, keep working hard in the old triage stuff, I don't care. Like you actually told all your peeps, you told all your peeps on Instagram <coughs> some some big news you hope to to do over the next while. What was that? No news. I was just on to do this cert after college. What kind of cert? I want to get a cert in medicine. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so you're gonna so you're gonna go do medicine. Yeah. Does that mean the end of triage? No. It's, a, <laughs> it's gonna be a hobby on the side. What? College? Medicine. Oh, what was he? <laughs> but I saw people were asking you that. Exactly. They were like, oh, well, well, what's going to happen with triage and all that? I was like, why would you... Why, like, well, I don't understand why it would affect that at all. Like, you were already in college. Grand, it's not like it's a, a step up or anything. If you're grand, you just have to manage your time. And Literally all it is. as simple as that. You just got to manage the time. And it's not like you train or anything. Cause oh, you're Jesus. Ob- you're obviously quite skinny. <laughs> Nah, only for training, you know, just like, just walk really fast. Oh, you know, there was a study came out this week that the faster you walk, the lower your mortality rate. So I was like, oh yeah, that's all I'm going to do. Forever. Too easy. Too easy. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to talk about today, or to talk today about uh, that all-consuming lifestyle of the fit fam or whatever you want to call it, right? Bodybuilding. Basically, it is the all-consuming bodybuilding lifestyle because what people try to do is live a life a, no, a quote-unquote normal life and basically employ all the the protocols and strategies that bodybuilders bring in yeah. without actually factoring in the fact that most bodybuilders don't have any other stressors except for being a bodybuilder mm-hmm. they're like oh yeah you can train twice per day and i can eat all my meals and nicely spaced out intervals and do whatever else is required and they can basically give it all their mental power. Like, yeah, most of them work, but most of them don't do seriously demanding jobs in terms of, yes, it is demanding. Loads of them are like personal trainers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, personal training is quite easy if you want it to be. Like, you can be a good personal trainer and you can put a lot of effort into each client. Or you can kind of just, like, be a, a factory personal trainer, we'll call it. Like, just lash them out, in and out. No real fucking thought process. Everyone that day is doing the exact same workout, you know. Uh, so, so realistically, a lot of them can have a, a quite an easy lifestyle. That's not to say that all of them do. Like we both, we both been there, you know. Um, but people then try to emulate what they're doing and try to bring those kind of strategies into their everyday life without factoring into the fact that they actually have a life to live. They've got stressors. They don't have this perfect ability to have perfectly timed meals and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Talk us through a little bit about some of the common things that you're seeing that people are trying to do in terms of bringing that all-consuming, all-consumingness, whatever the mm-hmm. fucking conjugation of that is, <laughs> into their actual life, you know? And then where does that cause issues? Yeah. So I suppose the first, the first thing is, you know, to, to talk about 
when people kind of start their their journey on all this fitness stuff okay so when people enter you know the, fi the fitness industry and they want to like not entering professionally but entering in terms of wanting to chase some sort of fitness goal your natural instinct is going to be like right number one i want to see what like what people in shape do what are they doing and i want to copy that and also you know i want to do a quick google and see what are the best practices for all of these you know to, to reach all these goals so like you might come across like a meal plan and you'll come across a training plan and then you'll see that sleep is important important and meditation does this thing and and all these different things and you have to prep your meals three times a week and you just you just have all this overwhelming stuff but immediately you're like okay well if i want to achieve the goals then i have to try and do everything okay so that's where the first flaw kind of comes in is that people and like it's very understandable that someone on on their own is not going to start putting putting into practice good behavior change strategies mm -hmm. like realistically and you're just gonna you're basically gonna rip the plaster off yeah, straight away it's it. like <laughs> boom we have to change everything it's a monday we're starting boom and again like you said it's quite easy to see how that happens yeah. because again you flick through instagram you see someone with this incredible physique and you're kind of like a little bit whatever you want to say you're you're you don't enjoy your physique where you're at you know so you're looking at yourself in the mirror you're looking at this person you just found on instagram or whatever other social media and you go look at their bio and they're like bodybuilder or fitness instagram superstar whatever the fuck that says in their bio and you're like oh fuck that's what i need to do so you're like what does a bodybuilder eat how does yeah. a bodybuilder train you might even, they might even have a website they might have information that they're putting out so you go onto their page and you're like okay cool there you put up a workout or she put up a workout gonna do that oh she follows a meal plan he follows a meal plan gonna do that so you can see how it very easily because you're yes. like if they look like this and they do all these things immediately you should do all those things yeah duh you know duh. so it ma makes sense yeah and I, and I suppose like the other thing is like when 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 we like as trainers as people who have been through the process or, or anyone else that you listen to talk about this stuff like when we talk about it like we recognize that we've been there too and we've made the mistakes it's not like we are the holy grail of like when i first started fitness couldn't you know, do a push-up <laughs> you couldn't do a push-up but like it's not like when i first started going to the gym i i was like okay i'm just going to make one small change to my diet and mm. gradually make changes over time no it was like uh fuck this like mom I want, like, I, want, I want chicken breasts in the house every day and I'm doing general volume training for deadlifts and squats like because that's what you got to do you know so this is us looking back yeah, and you'll see people like typing into Google like yeah. how to pack on muscle fast yeah. you know how to lose weight fast and it's like realistically it's going to be a slow process yeah and, like, and I mean like it's, I wouldn't expect a 17 year old me or 17 year old anyone to Google how to make really sustainable progress. <laughs> yeah, like how to progress nice and slowly so I don't injure myself and that my health is peaked yeah. <laughs> at all times and I feel great about myself. Yeah, like, like yeah. That, that means nothing to the 17 year old. They're like, uh, no, fuck that. Like, and you're just like, I can add 20 kilos to your bench in a week yeah. but you're going to die five years earlier. They're like, yeah, where do I sign up? In... <laughs> yeah so that, like that that's an important point for us to get across is like we're not saying like that we're the we're fucking the holy grail and that we did everything perfectly absolutely not at all um but Speak yeah for yourself <laughs> yeah patty, patty was like okay i'm just gonna spot, oh, fucking yeah i got this perfect spot butter for almonds and that's gonna be my starting point <laughs> but um but yeah that's the crack so you can see how people kind of start going down that path and I think like one of the one of the that that's kind of the role of a good personal trainer is that you guide someone on behavior change right rather than putting 
best or optimal practice whatever that means to you into practice on day one for a new client like that's kind of the difference between like maybe like a, an amateur trainer who's kind of just getting into things really exciting and really excited and someone who's maybe been doing it for a while and realized and has seen it in in practice that okay that stuff doesn't really work you need to change things over time and i mean that that's also one of the reasons like people have a skewed perception of like what a kind of a good trainer is sometimes like i was speaking to one of my clients in my house on saturday do you not do home visits? <laughs> no, one of my clients... Do they not do home visits? <laughs> do they not do home visits? My clients just chill, clients? chill up here like... Yeah, no, one of my clients was injured, so he came over for a one-to-one physio session on my, on my kitchen floor. So you were touching your clients as well, right? I'm going to have to have a word after, after this podcast. Well, anyway, what he was saying was like... Because I've been coaching him for two years, and he, you know, he trains, it, he trains in this gym where there's other personal trainers, and one of the personal trainers knew of us and knew of me, and he was like... You know, is it true that like that that skinny gas guy doesn't give his clients meal plans? As in, like, as if that was a reckless thing. Like, you don't give meal plans. Whereas, like, and and I, I spoke to him a little bit about how people think that getting a meal plan is a better service. Whereas, very often, getting a meal plan off someone is actually it's easier for the trainer. Um, oh yeah, it'd be so, yeah. so much easier. Like, I literally here's my five generic meal plans. Oh, the two thousand calorie one to stop working here's my 1600 calorie one like rather than rather than actually guiding behavior change with nutrition over time that's much that's much harder it's definitely much harder so um that's my little tangent but it's relevant to this okay so you don't always want to just jump into the most difficult thing right away that's step one Mm -hmm. and i don't even know what you initially asked me that's because you can't keep your thoughts coherent (laughs) in your head i can you clearly can't but anyway what are some of the things that we're that we're that we're seeing with this all-consuming lifestyle so obviously we're talking about the nutrition side of things there so people trying to follow pretty rigid meal plans not just in terms of the number of meals but also the types of foods they're eating sometimes even where that food is sourced and you know the times at which those meals are eaten and the length of time between each meal the length of time between when you wake up and when you eat and when you eat and go to bed, you know, so things can get real hyper specific down to the point where people get worried about what supplements to take with each meal and stuff. And mm. that's when it really gets into the nitty gritty with nutrition. But you see the same thing with training, you know, you, you can have- just before you go on to that, like even with the <coughs> nutrition side of things, it's like that it's not necessarily a bad thing. Right. And obviously we're, we're no. kind of saying that it is a bad thing. Right. Cause obviously you don't want to just start and get into this hyper specific, everything has to be perfect right out the gate because that's essentially what we're saying yep. the people are coming into the industry and trying to get everything perfect without realizing that perfection doesn't actually exist and that it's a a process of evolving the plan over time to actually create the one that is specific to you and your needs right and but that's not us saying that these hyper specific timing strategies or these hyper specific supplement protocols or whatever else don't have a place because mm-hmm. you know if you're trying to milk every single last drop of your gains and you've, you've got everything on lockdown you've had everything on lockdown for a fucking i don't know five to ten years and you're like right i need to really push the boundaries with things and i need to start you know thinking about the very nitty-gritty you know mm-hmm. you're, you've got the whatever you know that 80 20 rule you've got yeah. the 80 percent that's or the 20 percent that's giving you 80 percent you've got that lockdown and you're just literally trying to optimize everything and after that you know you're like okay let's let's start ticking away at that 80 percent and get that down so that we're getting as much gains as possible that last 20 percent, let's milk it you know Um, but you've already got the most of most of your stuff done you know 
that's when you can start getting into it but it, again it's it's right at the gate these people are going like boom no i need to be perfection i need to get like oh this guy's on this stack this these supplements he does these meal plans he intermittent fasts he does this i'm doing that you know and it's like you've just gone from eating you know a pack of cheetos for breakfast and skipping lunch and then having whatever food your parents give you for dinner it's like it's too big of a jump yeah basically is what we're saying especially on the nutrition side of things the training which we're going to touch on now is a little bit easier because it's what an hour per day yeah you know people can go fucking wild with that hour (laughs) and not see the deleterious effects of that as a result because like it's an it's an hour like yeah and it's also hard to correlate the stuff that you're doing in the gym with what you're feeling outside the gym because yeah okay you're going to feel like sore from the gym get a bit of delayed onset muscle soreness and be like oh yeah my chest is sore because i worked my chest Mm -hmm. pretty intuitive you know but if you're like what why is my sleep disturbed why am i fatigued throughout the day it's not always obvious that that is caused by the stress you're putting yourself under with training you know anyway you wanted to touch on training but yeah like as you 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 rightly pointed out it's a little bit it's a little bit less clear cut when training kind of becomes a little bit too much because you know you can you can very clearly kind of say what is a a relatively reasonable approach to nutrition based on the evidence like versus what is just ridiculous as in like if you're not controlling for calories like you're just playing yourself as in like if you don't have some way of controlling your calories then like everything else is pretty much irrelevant Mm-hmm. regardless of your goal like it's you're just not controlling the most basic basic thing whereas with training it's like it's a little bit less clear-cut because it's not like you have like a volume surplus and a volume deficit and there's yeah. a specific point at which you can you can you know when you're doing a good job you know so it's yeah kind of, there's no immediate feedback like yeah. with the diet it's like oh you add extra calories your weight slowly goes up yeah. you don't look a certain way or you don't feel a certain way if you add too few calories your body will tell you yeah Whereas like you could do an extra set this week and nothing. Relatively Who relevant. cares? Your body, yeah. you don't even notice it. Yeah. You can keep doing that for a few weeks, and only then, when you accumulate that fatigue, do you notice it. But again, even then, it's like your sleep maybe has just been progressively getting a little bit worse mm-hmm. and worse and worse. But it's not. You don't feel like it's directly correlated. Yeah. You know? So it's definitely it's definitely not as clear cut because like I mean, it's very simple. Like if you're in a calorie surplus, like you are not losing fat. Like full stop. That's the end of the conversation. Whereas in terms of muscle building, you could build muscle with a little bit more volume, a little bit less volume. You can do it with like 30% of your one rep max. You can do it with 90% of your one rep max. Mm. You can do it going all the way to failure and you can do it like a, a good few reps from, from failure. So you have lots of different options within your pro- programming parameters. And it's, it's not like, you know, it's very clear what is good or bad. But when it comes to the all-consuming lifestyle side of things, like what you will typically see is people maybe training like over five days per week particularly like if someone's training six to seven days per week and it's like two hours per day it's like like you want to have a really strong rationale to justify that mm. as in like you you would want I, I would if someone came to me and they were like i'm training i'm doing weight training for 12 to 14 hours a week i'd be like whoa like you know that's it's a lot of hard training like you i would assume that you have like zero life stressors you've been training maybe for at least five years to the point where you're like I actually need this much volume to grow and um, so that you you kind of expect that there'll be something that would have justified that in the first place so if you're training or like, at least they can justify it in their own head like it, they may yeah. even they may even realize that okay it's not optimal yeah but i have very low life stressors at the moment and you know i enjoy training for example like when we were living together 
whatever last summer was it yeah two summers ago whenever the fuck it was uh and literally all we were doing was writing all yeah. day obviously doing coaching as well like yeah. e- emails and stuff but it was like literally our only stress was writing yeah we we're just sitting down like. literally <laughs> sitting down for the rest of the day it's like yeah we could train six days per week it was grand you know literally get up in the morning go train train for uh, an hour some days an hour and a half some days even two hours yeah. you know depended um and we did that six days per week. Mm-hmm. Saw no huge repercussions as a result of that. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously we were dieting at the time, so obviously there's a little bit less results, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. You know, progress over time, but that's because we're in a diet. Like we still retained. I actually got stronger. I know you did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because you were consistently training, and you never were consistent. <laughs> um, but yeah, like so you could even like we we knew that wasn't optimal, but it was like no, we just want to get in go early in the morning 6am training session we used to read for an hour before that walk down walk home work yeah and the thing is it was just a routine thing and that was it like it was like that that was just literally part of our lifestyle because we were in a very unique situation in terms of all we were doing was writing we were off for the summer and I mean if it was a case that or you want to go and do something else for the day like you could you know you just you just have those choices yeah like we were like oh man Correct. Going to go for a nap. Yeah, go could for literally a nap. do you that. Can. You know, want to go get some more food? You can. Well, we were dieting, so it was limited. But you know, <laughs> other than that, um, you you can see how there's a very big difference there between the person who, like, let's say you work in a hospital and you take like fifteen to twenty thousand steps a day. You're like you have lots and lots of stress, lots of responsibility. You're up and downstairs all day. Uh, maybe you're not sleeping perfectly like for you to try and fit in you know six days per week especially if you've like very varying shifts and stuff like that it's a totally different situation mm. like a totally different situation um because obviously you've got a life a lot of life stress that is changing your ability to, to recover from training and also you've got the fact that like the, the whole point of this discussion really is that it is about it, fitness becoming an all-consuming lifestyle and that if you if you are that person working a ridiculous amount and all of your free time is spent on either training or preparing your meals or whatever it is then like that's probably not good for you as in mm. like as we were just saying like last summer when we were doing that we were training six days per week we still had free time it's not like yeah. we, like we, we still had the option to do whatever we needed to do so yeah. and that's the important point really yeah like I have a client and like she's absolutely killing life at the moment like she's proper working doing her masters like pretty demanding job as well a lot of her time planning for a wedding it's a little bit down the line but you know we're coaching her towards that and all of that all these stressors going on and like we're just reducing training volume and we just keep reducing it and she's still progressing like obviously not we're just keep reducing it but yeah. like we've reduced it slowly over the last few weeks months and we're at a point where it's like some exercises she's just doing two sets on you know uh, she's keeping the the compound movements we're still like okay this is a set level of volume we know it takes to progress on and we've just reduced the volume on the we'll call it the accessory work and she's getting better results as a result because we're taking into account the fact that she has all these other life stressors going on so when you look at someone's plan and you're looking at like this fitstagram blogger vlogger whatever the fuck you know and they're like oh i'm doing fucking 45 set workouts and i'm doing six days per week yeah. it's my i do legs push pull or whatever uh twice per week and this is my split and you look at it and there's just a huge amount of volume that's quite deceptive especially if you're a newbie coming into mm-hmm. it and you can be really pulled into the fact that oh i must do or the fact the 
the the thought that you must do the same thing and it's like you have to actually take into account your overall lifestyle and then it does start eating into the lifestyle and that's what we're talking about that like all consumingness where you think you need that two hour workout to get results so you have to do that two hour workout and then it's like you don't you stop going out with friends yeah you know you stop i don't know doing the other hobbies that you have which is one of the things that i find about the the whole fitness sphere really quite annoying people make training their hobby which is fine but they do it at the expense of all their other hobbies but also then they tie up all their we'll call it worth as a person into that hobby like they have nothing else outside of that they they, they used to enjoy reading they don't do it anymore because they have this two hour workout to do they used to enjoy i don't know even fucking watching a movie i don't know you know they don't do it anymore because they're like oh i have to go to the gym and this is where people get real burnt out and you know over the course of a 12 week kind of plan where they're like yeah i really want to attack these goals and i really want to achieve these goals they're kind of six weeks in and they're like fuck around like i literally i I feel like i wake up in the morning maybe you go to the gym then and then you go to work and then you come home and you're like i have to go to sleep soon because you have to get that you know and you're like oh fuck i have to prep food for tomorrow oh fuck the the food in the fridge has gone off i'm gonna have to fly down to the shop and get something and you just feel like your whole day is consumed by the thoughts around when am i going to fit my training in when am i going to fit my meals in when am i going to get this when when, when are you going to do all these things that you supposedly have to do to get results and like again it becomes that all-consuming thought process and you you just get fucking burnt out on it you just get tired of you're like what like is this all there is to life literally i seem to be just a, a factory drone like i literally just clock into work and then outside of that i'm either cooking food eating food or in the gym and it's like i don't see my friends anymore i don't see my family anymore i don't read the books i used to read i don't have the other hobbies i used to have you know i used to enjoy i don't know fucking playing the piano i used to whatever yeah they don't do it anymore yeah because they're like well i don't have fucking time like i just i just don't like you can clearly see i just laid out my day there where are you going to fit time in you know and again it's these people that are doing it they they have to do those two hour workouts they have to train six days per week mm-hmm. and it's like this this is not actually required for progress and i'd argue that well yes it probably does like arguably lead to faster short-term progress it leads to way worse long-term progress you know and again even that like short-term progress it's somewhat arguable again because of the, like the again we're talking about that like the difference between you know doing the 20 percent that's required to get you 80 percent of the results yeah. and then taking away at that 80 percent that's only getting you 20 percent of the results so like yes it's arguably better for short-term results like say for example you're just burning through more calories in the week if you train six days per week yeah versus training six days or just versus training three days per week so like that's not, that's not arguable but it's like at what cost you're not recovering now from your training as much you're not able to actually progress your weights as quickly even though you feel you're like oh i'm training more surely i should be able to progress yeah. faster you know so there is all these like cash 22s with it all so again it, it it's quite easy to see how it becomes all consuming when you look at all these like you, you come into the industry and you look at all these fitspos or whatever and you're you just see well they all train six days per week mm-hmm. they all seem to be doing these super high volume workouts they all seem to have like follow us some sort of meal plan meal rigidity type deal and i obviously have to do the same to get results mm-hmm. but you have to factor in the, the other stuff you're doing in your life so it does become one of those things where it's like you you have to look at your whole life as a whole <laughs> and then see where you are in relation to 
all these other people you know I think you did a post on it yeah on the email list on the email list yeah, right? we'll, I think we'll, so <laughs> we'll, we'll re- release Plug. it on. You, can, you can tell people what it was about yeah, but, but yeah no it was actually the next point I wanted to bring up like one, firstly to the, to the point about you know being so obsessed with, and having it be the only thing that consumes your thoughts one of the things I've actually noticed with clients <clears throat> is the ones who sign up with the goal of like becoming less food, food focused and they've struggled with binging and stuff like that they're generally the ones that are that it consumes all of their thoughts and like when you ask like what they do in their spare time and what their hobbies are <clears throat> they'll say oh no all I care about is fitness like I watch fitness vlogs like that's what I do in my spare time and that's and that's literally it and like that's that's something I found to be like I could just be me confirming my bias but it's something I found to be very consistent among people who have like poor poor adherence and struggle psychologically with their body image and stuff like that um which sort of makes sense in that like if you only think about fitness you only think about your body then clearly like what 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 other metric are you measuring yourself worth on if that's literally all you think about anyway because you're it's what your whole day revolves around it's what you watch in your spare time it's what you think about in your spare time and um, so like where, where else are your rewards or sense of self-worth going to come from and that was pretty much like what the what the email i sent out was all about in that like people you know people talk about like you know the the whole self-development industry is like so big like people are so obsessed with self-development but what you'll often see in the fitness industry is like people are doing all this like self-development stuff to try and like perfect their life and it's like you're still all you're chasing is fitness goals and it's like is that really what you want to be at the end of your life you just want to be like that person that's in the gym you know there's always that one guy and you're like and he's like oh i used to be as big as you when i was your age and like he's still there you know with his uh his animal pack multivitamins and his animal pack shaker and he's still you know got his vest on and and he's just living in, living in the past because that's literally the only the only thing that he ever measured his self-worth on it's like you don't want to be that person well at least most people don't and i mean if bodybuilding is your life that is totally cool as in like that well, is, yeah like, if like is, that's, if this that, is that's totally cool like. th- that's what we're trying to say like if this is literally you're just like i want to be a bodybuilder i want to be the best bodybuilder i want to be a fitspo i want to be the best fitspo whatever fuck. if that is literally what you're going for then yeah fuck yeah like literally go for it right yeah. but if you're trying to be riding fucking a million horses with one ass or whatever you want to say like <laughs> riding two horses with one ass like you just can't do it you know like you can do it for a while but if you're trying to progress in your career trying to progress in your knowledge trying to progress in whatever else and you're not willing to sacrifice some of the progression in your fitness like you're going to run into trouble down the line you know and i think that's something that people just don't uh fucking realize that uh there is a trade-off between those two things and that you have to pull back in one of the areas to actually progress you know yeah yeah like and i mean like you know it's it's all like pe- the whole the whole comparing yourself to to just some some fitspo and only thinking of yourself in terms of like how your body looks it's totally worthless in the real world in that like if you're in college and like your QCA is like 2.3 I don't know if that's how they mark it in UCD but like out of four let's say so it's like 2.3 like your your average grade is like a, a C2 or whatever and you're just you're still only worried about your body and you're like oh this is my biggest problem it's all I think about and it's like you're totally missing the bigger picture like you're you're you've paid thousands to go to college and you're literally not even thinking about that like why not measure your self-worth on that why not why not put in the effort there 
and I know it's not it's not an easy win and that you get you don't get points for it on Instagram and likes and stuff like that but obviously you have to start to detach yourself from that and realize what actually has value in the real world in that like it's it's very 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 unlikely that you and your fitness goals are going to take you anywhere in the real world mm. like it's 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 part of the process for sure don't get me wrong being fit being healthy being strong training it all is a great carryover into the real world but only if you apply that mindset and that drive and etc to the real world as in like nobody cares in your job realistically if you are like eight percent body fat or twelve percent body fat like literally no one is ever going to to give a fuck so you have to realize like what the like you can think of it in, in terms of economics like what what do, what does the market actually value overall and what can you actually offer to the world because realistically that's that's what what sort of matters for most people in the long term is that you're actually oh, 100%. That you, you actually have to get somewhere and i mean if you're just if you're just doing everything in line with that one goal that doesn't actually get you anywhere that you think is making you happy and is actually making you unhappy because you never feel fulfilled then i would be reevaluating kind of my thoughts mm-hmm. you know what they say bank before bench you know, um, but you have to be thinking about that. You're just like, well, okay, yeah, cool. Getting to this 140 kilo bench press, fucking get the fucking props from the boys and get some high fives virtually over Instagram with a few likes or whatever. But it's like, how is that going to help you raise your kids? Yeah. How is that going to help you start a family? How is that going to help you in your career? That's going to obviously finance your ability to train. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you can't eat, guess what? You can't fucking train. So you're going to need to get a job at some stage, you know? So if you're doing something, like you said, with college, and you're just kind of half-heartedly doing it, what's the fucking point? You know, if you're just like, oh, well, I'm going to go through the motions with college, like, yeah, I'm I'm passing, like, it's grand, like, I'm I'm doing okay, but all I think about is going to the gym. It's like, all right, we'll fucking drop out and go to the gym then. You know, it's like, you're not doing yourself a service, like yeah, you'll get a degree, but like, you're just gonna be seriously stunted for the rest of your life because all you could think about was the gym and like, oh, when's my next meal or when am I gonna do this or you know, oh, I'm gonna plan this workout, I'm gonna do this workout. It's like, there's more to life than yeah. moving, like exercising, yeah. you know, and especially given the fact that most people don't put a huge importance on progressing in the gym, yeah. which is something that I find like ridiculous because. Just imagine the case that you're going to the gym, but you're not actually progressing the weights you're using in the gym. You're just going into the gym and trying to feel like you've worked out. You know, you're just going in to push yourself and sweat and, you know, feel like you had a good pump or whatever. And it's like, you literally have no, nothing to show for having worked out for that hour. Like, yes, your physique might have progressed ever so slightly as a result of that workout. You know, you're not stronger. You haven't acquired any skills. You haven't, like objectively it's like yeah okay cool you maybe got fucking one extra gram of muscle from that workout but what else did you get from it not a huge amount and it's like that one extra gram of muscle cost you two hours of study when you have a a test coming up next week yeah you know and that's not to say two hours fuck it sorry i forgot you got to prep your meals and you got to eat those meals and like obviously you have to watch your favorite Fitzbo's new vlog that came out uh, daily because you know they do daily ones now everything like so you have to, obviously you have to stay up because like fuck, imagine you didn't you watch up, man. imagine you didn't watch one of them oh my god like um, so it's now fucking 100 hours of your week gone just on this fitness lifestyle and you're training to be an accountant 
<laughs> you know, it's like this. This makes this makes no sense when you look at your actual life goals or what you say your actual life goals are. And again, it's not to say that you should just completely disregard fitness. You know, and we're like by far we're not saying that. And like, yes, if you do have the time for it and you do have the actual goals that are aligned with it, then yes, by all means, attack those those goals. Go for it. Train your six days per week, two hour sessions. If you want to be, you know, the best whatever bodybuilder probably going to need to do that yep. you know but if you want to be an accountant that looks well feels healthy you don't need to be in the gym fucking 200 hours so if you do have that mindset mindset especially coming into it you're going to need to adjust that over time yeah absolutely and like this is the other thing that that it's actually really intuitive when you say it out loud but people often don't think about it like in terms of if you think about dietary adherence right a lot of people really struggle with like binge eating and stuff like that okay so they struggle with dietary adherence and it's like you know some people sometimes people ask me um now like oh how do you how do you stop being so food focused um because to be honest like right now like i haven't i definitely haven't always been at this point but i am just totally not food focused at all like i don't just don't i don't even think about it but it's not you used to binge as well didn't you yeah i used to be fucking weak but yeah like i used to have much poorer dietary adherence definitely when i was younger and like the, the, the difference now is that like I don't think about food because I'm thinking about work and that's not that's not in the sense of like I'm fucking working like 200 hours a day or, or 200 hours a week or anything like that but it's just that like I'm just I'm just thinking about that all the time like that's what consumes my thoughts in, in terms of like I'm thinking about work thinking about the next thing that I have to do and stuff like that and I would nearly almost get to the point where I would forget to eat these days I'm just like okay I should probably you know go and eat and like that's obviously from spending a time spending a period of time in a calorie surplus obviously that's part of it but it's also the fact that if your mind is on other things all of the time then you're obviously not going to be thinking about food as much but I mean if you literally just watch fitness vlogs days of eating all this sort of stuff and all you're thinking about is my fitness goals, my gym, what my nutrition does for my fitness, etc. If that's all you think about, then clearly you're going to be thinking about food all the time. Like, it, it just makes total sense. Like, that, that's... Yeah, I just don't understand how people don't put those two things together. You know, like, what, what you're saying is essentially people are like, well, how do I become less food focused? And then all they ever search out in terms of their entertainment is food related things. Yep. So it's, it's this kind of like, whatever, catch 22, I suppose, because it's like, well... You're obviously food focused because you're looking at all these things that are food focused yeah. but is it a chicken or egg scenario it's like are you food focused because of these things or are you focused on those things because you're food focused well either way like what you're saying is like the only way to get rid of it is to stop fucking focusing on it so much yeah. like not that hard not yeah. that easy it's just a case of, it's, <laughs> it's almost like modifying your environment in terms of like you're just not exposing yourself to those things and you're changing both the thoughts and the actions that you're exposed to so instead of like watching like a full day of eating, you're watching some like edgy right wing polit- political video on YouTube, you know, instead. And it's just keeping it's just keeping your mind on something that is totally unrelated to food. And like it's 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 pretty clear that like one of those situations is going to lead you to thinking about what meal you would like next more than the other. Um, should be pretty obvious, I think. I think so, too. So back to the topic at hand. Back to the topic at hand the all-consuming lifestyle, right? So people now have an understanding that you come into the industry, it can be pretty easy to get sucked into the trap of feeling like you have to have all your meals prepped, on point, perfect, right? Feeling like you have to focus on 
food to get results. Obviously, you have to think about it because you have to be thinking about what you're going to fit into your calories or your next meal or whatever else, you know? You're going to be thinking about training all the time because obviously you have to train six days because everyone seems to be training six days per week, right? How, how do people break out of that? And I know we just kind of touched on it there, like how do you stop being food focused, but like how do people break out of that whole all consumingness whatever the fuck the conjugation is <laughs> you know like how, how do you break out of it how do you break out how do you go from having come into the industry at 16 you know maybe you didn't do well in college as a result because you know you're always focused on the gym or maybe college took you six years when it should have only taken you four years mm-hmm. because you're spending two hours in the gym which is not unheard of like i know loads of lads who've done that you know uh, like had to like redo modules and stuff like they failed the mm-hmm. module because they're like oh i missed the test because i was in the gym <laughs> you know stuff like that not unheard of right um so how do you go from or yeah you, you came in maybe you didn't do well in college then you went into your job after after that and you got sucked into that lifestyle of wake up in the morning prep your food for the day go to work go to the gym or vice versa get up in the morning go to the gym go to work prep your food repeat 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 weekend comes along feel like shit don't want to do anything have no other hobbies go to the gym come back go to fucking new flashy restaurant you saw your favorite fitspo in yeah go to that new fit fam restaurant you know sunday probably binged on saturday night so hate yourself maybe go for post avocado and salmon toast (coughs) probably go for a fucking hour cycle in the fucking gym you know so basically train seven days per week right so how do you go from that and feeling like fitness and this whole fucking stuff is just mundane arbitrary like click it in click it out see you later bye bye right how do you go from that to having a healthier relationship and not being consumed entirely with fitness, whatever you want to fucking call Mm -hmm. this industry, whatever it is that we do, whatever. How do you go? Step one, find out like what you said, the kind of 80, 20 thing, find out what 20% and it's obviously not just 20%, but you know what I mean? Find out the, find out the things that are contributing to the majority of your results. For example, if you're, trying to like like maybe if you're trying to lose fat let's say like what are the things you really need to focus on in order to your wallpaper in order to, in order to lose fat what are the things you really need to focus on you know so if you if you if you can realize that right calories are the most important thing protein is the second most important thing having an overall quality diet is an absolute win and should probably always be there if you can do those three things boom you're done as in, like you're you're sorted. You need to find something that suits you after that. So, for example, if you're if you're if you're eating six meals per day, you're prepping them all in advance. You know, so you're prepping them all in advance. You're putting a lot of time into it. Uh, maybe each meal is different for whatever reason. You have specific times. Then what you can say to yourself is, right, I'm I'm going to reduce it to three meals because that involves me, you know, taking less breaks throughout my day, not not changing my thought process throughout the day, thinking about food and stuff. You might do that. Um, you might keep your, some of your foods more consistent from each through each meal like maybe it might be a case of instead of having different veg of each meal you now just have like 
broccoli and carrots at, at every meal and that's you know it for now you know and you, you just make it real simple you try and simplify things maybe there is a nice canteen at work that's actually quite cheap that do pretty decent food but you were all you always had a bit of anxiety in terms of not knowing the exact calories start to realize that once you kind of make an estimate it, and it's consistent over time it probably doesn't matter that much there you go you've saved yourself more meal prep time so you're just focusing on the most important things and realizing that a lot of the things you're, you're doing probably aren't contributing to your results and then you're trying to simplify your process thereafter with those things in mind is that fair in terms of nutrition that's fair pinpoint so basically simplify yeah easy and and as well in terms of simplifying a part of that is is doing what what actually suits your lifestyle as well yeah so basically and, not yeah. doing what's quote-unquote optimal yeah but i would argue optimal is what is actual optimal for yes. your lifestyle so doing what is not what the, the gurus would say is perfection and doing what is more optimal for your life like if you've been always buying organic vegetables and yeah. you've always been having this unique ritual around cooking your food or whatever it's like have a few staple meals that you know the calories of don't have to think about you know the macros of don't have to think about have them banged <clears> in if you're using my fitness pal save those meals just like clicked in done cooked easy make it for two three days in advance or if you want to just make it every single day whatever you know but reduce the amount you have to actually think about those you know maybe you've always bought bought the organic veg so okay i'm just going to get the like frozen veg boom don't have to think about it there's a few different colors it's good there good you go, go. Soft it. too right. easy training side of things i actually think this is the side that offers the people the most amount of return on investment for actually thinking about things in a more sustainable manner we'll call it that mm -hmm. because everyone thinks you have to train six days per week yeah five days per week seven days per week even you know twice a day training <laughs> you know and everyone thinks you have to train more but like realistically three to four days per train three to four days of training per week you can get pretty fucking good results i would argue most times better results purely by virtue of the fact that you actually have a life then and think about how much easier it is if you we'll say for myself myself as an example i train monday tuesday thursday friday right and i train after college well like i stay in college and do work but you know i train roughly seven to eight or seven or eight o'clock is when i start training right around that time so in the evening <clears throat> monday tuesday thursday friday literally go out after college on college slash work on a wednesday go out with my girlfriend we have a nice meal saturday again go out with my girlfriend we i do work in the morning sunday i do all my check-ins now obviously special case with me because i'm like literally fucking have so much on my plate that i'm doing something every single day yeah but I, I don't have to think about training three of those days per week you know and because i've split my week up like it feels like i literally don't train that much at all because it basically feels like train train wednesday basically a weekend for me mm -hmm. you know train train then the actual weekend you know so for me it just feels like i don't know i've got this varied lifestyle it's not just a mundane clocking in clocking out where i do the exact same thing mm -hmm. every single day i just feel like my life's going nowhere no not like that at all i feel like i've got this varied lifestyle where i do a lot of things throughout the week fitness is one of those things mm -hmm. but it's not something that consumes my whole life so i think for most people reducing the amount of days they train offers a huge return on investment yeah. and i've noticed that with clients especially as they get busier like we're like okay we're gonna have to give you a little bit more time in your week to get the stuff that you want to get done so let's reduce the training 
frequency, whatever you want to call it, the days you train. And they're like, oof, I don't know about this. And every single time we do it, they're like, oh man, my life has changed. You know, even changing from five days, because generally I wouldn't have people on six days, but even changing from five days down to four days, life changing. They're like, I have so much extra free hours in the week, you know? And it's like, this should be the standard rather than six days per week yeah you know so in my eyes that offers you the biggest return on investment fuck it keep your two hour workouts nothing changes there yep. you know we're not even asking you to change that yet just be like right i was training six days training four now <clears throat> you know you get a huge amount in your week opened up if you were training six days now you have an extra four hours in your week which is realistically an extra whatever you want to say almost eight hours because you know you got the traveling to the gym you got the traveling back from the gym all the chit chat involved there whatever mm-hmm. else so you're just giving yourself a huge amount of time back in the week anything else with the training side of things yeah like i think as well like in terms of four days a week people often get scared about that because they're like oh you know how am i going to do my chest day back day shoulder day you know leg day how am i going to do all this stuff it's like <clears throat> you can do upper lower upper lower you could do upper lower upper full body you could do upper lower upper upper like if that's if that's your goal you can do fucking four lower days for all i care you know you've got lots of like options you're squatting loads these, week, these, these weeks these days yeah like i'm squat I, I squat three days a week and bench four days yeah. a week because why not like it's too easy like yeah. <laughs> but no they're they're just they're just like they're just the things that i'm working on at the moment and seeing you know how i get on with that style of programming but like you kind of forget how much you can actually fit in like i mean if we do take that four day model, let's say you do upper, lower, upper, um, full body. All right. You could still literally like, let's say your goal is, Oh, I want to build a really strong bench press and I want to get a bigger chest and stuff. It's like, all right, you could, you could bench three days within that. You could do four sets each day. That's 12 sets for chest already. Then you add in like three sets of flies on each of those days. And suddenly you're doing like 16 sets for chest a week. Like that's a pretty decent amount of volume to be doing. You know, especially if you think about if you're going from that, that typical split paradigm where maybe you have a chest day that you hit once per week and you do four exercises for four sets. It's like it's the same thing, but I'd argue that it's probably better because you're actually doing it all when you're fresh and you're getting more total quality work and so on. So, you know, it's it's you can actually get a lot of work done in just four days of training. So what you have to think about is like what exercises are giving me the biggest bang for my buck then? You know, that that's what you have to start thinking about next. And I mean, this is when you start to you know, really, really think about like prioritizing your goals and not someone else's. For example, like you'll see some bodybuilding programs and they'll have like three rear delt exercises. Like, like why are you doing three rear delt exercises? You know, like unless you have a genuine need to bring up your rear delts, you like, I would argue that most people probably, like you don't necessarily need to train them directly or you don't need to train them directly all the time. You know, it might be good to do it every now and again. Mm. But I mean, every time you do a row, you are training your rear delt. Your rear delt is a shoulder extensor. You're training it every time you do some sort of rowing variation, provided you're doing rowing variations properly. You know, you're training them when you do pull downs as well. So you are training these muscles. So you just have to think about like taking these components out of your program if they're not really important to you. You know, some people have, you know, genetically gifted calves, you know. Sorry. Please. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you know, some people, some people have calves. And I mean, like, yeah, some people have calves. Some people actually have calves, like, actually don't. have the muscle there. <laughs> but, you know, and I mean, unless unless you're a bodybuilder who's genuinely being marked on your calves, or you're an athlete, like, you don't need to go and do a load, loads more volume calves, like, realistically. Or you have calf anxiety. <laughs> 
sorry you know so it's just a case of of prioritizing all these things and you know some people do like really elaborate warm-ups as well like can spend like like at least 20 minutes warming up or they have a foam rolling and a stretching routine to warm up and it's like get rid of that shit you don't need it you know it's like no, maybe you do need it but the majority of people doing it don't need it yeah it's it's, it's unlikely that you need it you know it might, it might it might benefit you to some degree probably psychologically but you know most people most people don't need that stuff especially if you're trying to prioritize four days of training per week you know if, you, if you're if you want to go in and make the most of your hour or two hours in the gym like get rid of get rid of your like i don't know ramwad warm-up for squat and instead just go in and start doing some light sets of squat with the bar add a little bit of weight add a little bit of weight add a little bit of weight and you're very unlikely to see a change in performance versus your elaborate mobility routine. You know, it's, it's probably not doing that much for you. So you'd be surprised how much fluff you can cut from your training. And in terms of, you know, even, even timing your rest period sometimes can be quite helpful. Because you'd be surprised how many people, especially powerlifters, could easily take 10 plus minutes between sets. Oh yeah, I've seen them take like 15, 20. Like. Yeah, like easily. You could easily. Like you're done with this bench and you're like, no, no, I have another two sets. Literally wait and like... <laughs> Oh, fuck man an hour has gone by like yeah and i mean you don't have to take that to the extreme in terms of like you're taking like 30 second rest between sets of 10 on deadlift or anything like but you could you can you can standardize things a little bit more so you can fit a lot of training in and i mean if you are doing like a few exercise a few compound exercises that kind of suit you well you know they don't have to be the classic power lifts but they're they're lifts that are training most of your muscles well like you've got a lot of your body covered and then you can try and prioritize some isolation exercises for things that you you know actually value a little bit more so you know if you're a guy you might want to do some more or if you're a girl you might want to do some more bicep a a woman a female a woman (laughs) if you're a woman you might want you might want big juicy arms you know or you might want toned arms you might want that one little bicep vein that everyone loves you know that's my that might be what you want so you 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 do some extra bicep work and you notice that once you're doing your bench press or some pressing variation your triceps are kind of fine so you don't do loads of extra tricep work because it doesn't fit in with your goal so again it's all about prioritizing your goal realizing what you really need to do to get there and then sort of just you know doing the work prioritize and execute exactly yeah so if you do find yourself falling into that trap of like being consumed with the thoughts of like when's my next meal or when how do i do this how do i move forward with my fitness goals when am i going to go to the gym what am i going to do in the gym like and all your thoughts are around the gym and you feel like all your thoughts are around the gym like yeah. your entire <laughs> your it. entire life is literally just revolves around oh i have to fit my workout in here like you used to enjoy training and now it's just kind of like it's a chore you know you're just going through the motions you know and, and you will get to that stage if you find you've set things up to make it all consuming you know and it just doesn't have to be three to four days per week in the gym less of a food focus and again that again is easier said than done because there is a huge emotional socio psychological component to eating but you know a little bit loosen the reins on on the diet a little bit and and it's kind of hard to tell people to do less less especially around the diet because and people people actually like being in a deficit people actually like feeling like they have control over their diet you know so it is hard it's not we're not saying it's going to be easy to kind of move from being all consumed it's basically the exact same thing we're telling you was hard or you shouldn't do at the start you shouldn't just go from doing nothing to trying to do everything set you up Mm -hmm. for failure like you shouldn't just go from being all consumed to 
trying to not be consumed with yeah. your, with the, the overall lifestyle like be like nothing okay, matters yeah literally oh fuck it like I was timing all my fucking everything and now I'm doing nothing I'm just gonna wing it it's like no that's not what we're saying you know just think about what are the, the major things that are causing you success so it's all overall calories it's overall you know macronutrient breakdown right can you loosen the reins a little bit on that maybe you have been like these are my me- meals exactly timed my meals exactly portion day whatever maybe just loosen that down a little bit and go okay cool i'm gonna mix in a bit of a variety in there so i'm not just eating chicken broccoli and fucking rice or whatever fuck it is and you're like okay i'm going to eat a little bit more varied or maybe you are eating really really varied and every single meal has to be different don't mind having a little bit more frequency of the same meals you know uh if you're timing your meals again largely irrelevant but maybe you go from like you said maybe you're going from like six meals you're like okay cool i'm gonna do four meals we're not gonna go three meals just yet you know uh but you know those kind of things i take it down a notch basically right same with training you're training six days maybe we just go to five days right or maybe you're training two hours you're like i couldn't not train six days per week maybe you're training two hours bring it down to an hour you know after the hour right we're cutting it down right so basically just think about if you are feeling you're in that kind of loop uh groundhog day type thing then bring it back a little bit be like okay the reason i feel like i'm in a groundhog day situation where every single day is the exact same and all i seem to do is wake up eat work go to the gym sleep eat work you know it's like let's make your days a little bit more varied let's not go to the gym so often let's actually rekindle those passions you used to have again those hobbies you used to have those enjoyments you used to have read some books go for walks like yeah you can still say that yeah it's a a contributing to your fitness goals but you're going for a walk in nature you know you're going for a walk down the pier with your significant other you know whatever it is just get out of having to be in the gym you know your life won't be all consumed then yeah and the, o- the only final component that we didn't discuss but we're just going to quickly mention is also like other adjuncts because this has become this is particularly popular you know right now not not that it's just popular right now but that people are doing more of these sorts of things so for example if you think that you need to go and get your like infrared sauna multiple times per week or you need to go and get like your bi-weekly massage and you need to do you need to meditate for 30 minutes every day and you need to do earth thing and you need to do all this sort of other sort of stuff as part of your fitness routine remember that all of these things are a further investment of your time and or money you know so they're all further investments and you have to ask yourself what return am i getting on that investment because very often you'll find that the the benefits of a lot of adjuncts are very minute or potentially just placebo or making no difference you know at all you know so so that that's the thing with a lot of adjuncts where, where you're kind of hedging your bets and i mean again if you are like michael phelps who was you know got cupping and everything at the at the olympics if you're michael phelps or if there, and there's something you think that is going to make a zero point zero 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 one percent you're like cool literally it's perfect a- anything that can give you even if it is placebo like placebo is powerful like you want that if you're Michael Phelps. Yeah. But like, if you're, again, you know, Jane, the accountant, who is just trying to get in shape, like, you don't want to be investing any extra 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour into things that don't matter. You know, you just don't want to because you could be doing extra study for accounting or you could be, you know, doing a little cheeky few online consults in your spare time or you could be, you know... Do a little nixers there, like... Yeah, there you go. Or you could be whatever, like, 
fucking baking cookies like for your boyfriend or something like I don't know and are you just sexist or what's the crap like <laughs> first you infantilize, infantilize women and now you're saying that women should get into the kitchen and bake cookies for their boyfriend now, I'm cutting this podcast off and I'm going <laughs> to seriously reevaluate our entire fucking business anyway that is episode 38 wasn't it <laughs> 38 scumbag we love women um the fuck man you can't say that either why can't you say that Jesus Christ they don't love you oh Jesus anyway um, do we have anything going on in the next while you're finishing up your replacement I fucking made you do a load of work this week so you could almost almost catch up with the amount of work I do oh Jesus Um, fake work I literally updated and wrote 25 articles this week they're all shit they were fucking fantastic they're absolutely lit Um. Do we have anything coming up? Um, we've got an. Are you speaking somewhere actually? Uh, I see that. No, I was supposed to be speaking in Belfast. Ben Heron asked me to help him out um, with his thing, but it's off now until January, so I'm not doing that. Fair enough. But um, Mister Mister Lippy asked me to speak in London. Oh, what? So <laughs> supposedly speaking in London, um, assuming that he's a uh, me to go there, I guess. And he'd want to be. <laughs> assuming that <laughs> otherwise I don't know <laughs> but, uh, but yeah the creator agency 3 November 17th I believe it is in London go check the details on Instagram I, I might even know. go over and watch you like serious oh, I love London um, but yeah I ain't got nothing I just do fuck tons of work while you pretend to go play whatever it is doctor physio whatever it is that you do physio terrorist and whatever it is that you do uh, pretending to do work my newsletter peeps know that I'm on I'm fucking honest he's only like fucking two of those three days two of those per week like that's nothing like anyway have you got any final parting words please no sexist ones I'm not sexist anyway um if you're not, if you don't actually follow us on Facebook as well, I don't know if people still go on Facebook, but if you do, just check out our Facebook page because we actually share some stuff there now. You know, some of our free articles that are worth looking at. Um, also keep up the triage Instagram and all that sort of stuff. Um, and as always, if you would like to submit a question to the podcast, you can do so in the description box, and like that goes for the podcast or free article. So if you want to decide what we talk about, then get on it. And obviously sign up for a newsletter. I know of we course. kind of pushed that earlier, but like, that's 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 pretty much where we communicate. Because pretty much like Instagram, not great. Instagram just annoys me because you can't link in posts. Like, and I hate saying go to my bio. Or the fact that you can write only like a certain amount of letters, and you're Stupid. just like, okay, I'm gonna have to make a comment, and another comment, and now I'm gonna have to do hashtags for this post. You're like literally just written like six comments. Here. And I'm pretty sure no one reads them. Yeah, whereas you know people are reading email lists because you get replies. Yeah. Like, um, so yeah, email list is where we actually hang out. Is that what people say? Hang out. Yeah. Anyway, peace out, guys.